listening to Around Comics. We gotta do. We gotta do the intro. Oh right? yeah, I forgot. Since we Come on, live video. I kind of screwed that up. No one's ever. Yeah, unless you were at Dark Tower, you've never seen the intro. <laughs> oh, it's something to see. It's you know. All right. All right. Do I need to count you in live on video? You have to count me down. Hold on. Oh, he had to take a swig of beer. Ah. All right. In three, two. From Chicago, this is Around Comics, the comic culture podcast, where every once in a while we talk about everything in and around the world of comics and comics culture. I'm your host, Christopher Neesman, and I am joined, as always, by my partner in crime, Mr. Brian Salazar. What's up, buddy? How are you doing in this quarantine? Um, pretty well. Yeah, exceptional, exceptionally, exceptionally well. Exceptionally well. So, All right. Yeah, yeah, it's, we're we are um, yeah we're we're settled in, um, stocked up on groceries, got lots of toilet paper. It's all good. <laughs> hoarding, hoarding toilet paper. We are hoarding toilet. No, we are not hoarding toilet paper. But uh, no, we are uh, we're in good shape. It's uh, Milwaukee has been pretty um, pretty chill. Um, took to the the stay in place uh, request pretty good, and uh, yeah, it's. Uh, it, it, the weird thing is is not going out for like days at a time, you know. Even though like old nerds like us, it's you know if you had told us you know at some point in our life you're going to have to stay at home and like read for days on end, we've been like sweet. Yeah. No, so, uh, that's a nice thing. I feel almost like a slacker because I'm not really doing anything productive with this time off. I've I, like I've I've sat there and gone, oh, if I only had time. If I only had some free time, because I've been so busy for the last 30 years, I'm like, if I mm-hmm. only had some free time, I could really, you know, get something done. Uh, but no, I'm I'm just being, I've, I'm really being, I don't know, just lazy. I'm not really doing, I'm watching a I bunch of- I figured you uh, would be at least halfway done with the great American novel by this no, point. No, I did. Funny enough, I, I have started writing something, but I don't know. I, 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 it's, I figured. Here's the weird thing. Normally, I have- so many ideas for stuff uh, that I can't ever focus on one thing. And uh, now when I actually have time to do something, nothing's coming. I'm like, well, think of something to write. Think of a story. Think, nothing. I got nothing. So yeah, that's just, <laughs> my brain likes to fuck with me. So why not? Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. I'm playing a little, you know, playing a little video games. You know, I actually am um, lucky enough, both the wife and I are both lucky enough that we're able to work from home. So during the day, uh, mostly working, but it's been nice to uh, been nice to be able to play some video games and read a little bit and just kind of chill out. It's, uh, 
you know, from and that that's it's it's exactly what it sounds like. It's very privileged, um, but we're very lucky that we're able to work from home and and not have a lot of the immediate worries that a lot of uh, a lot of other folks, especially comic book creators. Man, that's uh, that's something that uh, we've got a lot of friends in the industry that I know that they're uh, they comic book creators are always in a state of distress, like mildly, and now it's just like. Oh, like no. times a hundred. So yeah, it's but they're definitely, and they're lead. used to working at home alone. So, <laughs> well, that, that was the thing I told my wife. I'm like, well, our years of uh, self isolation, just because we're basically antisocial are finally paying off. Now, this is no change. This is what we do every weekend is just kind of sit in and watch TV and do nothing and have our kids drive us insane. Uh, it's, you know, mm-hmm. well, you don't like, I, I do like people, but, um, I can only take so much of people at some point. I have to, I have to just, you know, shelter away. I, I have, uh, basically a shelter in place, uh, standing order on myself, uh, six days out of the week anyway. So unless I'm trying to choke someone unconscious, that's the only time that, just it's, choke someone out. That's my only interaction, uh, with human beings anymore is them trying to choke Choking me. them out. And then, yeah, me <laughs> trying to choke them. That's. Yeah, I haven't gotten a haircut, as you can see. I'm, I'm just getting a little, not to, no, yeah. Haircut every day, baby. <laughs> Free haircut every day. Every day, every day, whether I need it or not. So, I, so we should say welcome to anyone that's watching us. We are live. I don't know if there's anyone watching us or not. I, I don't. I, this is sort of a new thing. We've never done a live. One guy in Venezuela, one, probably. One dude out there. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I have no idea. I have no idea. But I think we can do like polls and questions and stuff on the. Uh, um, Sweet. On it's on Facebook because we were trying to set up the YouTube, but um, yeah, I didn't ha- quite have that figured out. So it's uh, right now we're on we're on Facebook Live. So hopefully, yeah. Th- this is just our this is our 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 coronavirus special. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we got to do something. I, I, we did notice uh, it was interesting because I'm doing another podcast with a friend, uh, a MMA podcast, and I've been going into the, the account looking up, you know, stuff for that show. Um, and I noticed, you know, as I logged in, I'm like, there was a huge spike in downloads for Around Comics. <laughs> you because, know, I mean, we still, you know, even you know, though it's some time on their hands. Man. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, there was some free time and uh, people have been... People have been uh, downloading old episodes and listening. So, yeah, let's give them something new. Here we go. A little something to spend the time. Once you up. Anyone anyone new to the show, uh, welcome. Um, We'd love to hear from you. Sal, how can they contact us? I don't even know. Info at aroundcomics.com. Yeah, we are on Twitter, obviously, Around Comics. On Instagram at Around Comics. We're on Facebook.com slash Around Comics Podcast. Um, I think the old one, which was around comics, is still up and running, but I don't have access to it anymore. <laughs> so <laughs> nobody's going to answer you there. Um, That's funny. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, you can obviously get a hold of us and, and send us emails. And I, I don't think I have any emails. Nobody sent us an email in a long time. It's been, we've been lonely on an island for a while. Yeah. Well, hopefully that'll change. I don't like my lighting. I, I look kind of. Pale, but Your audience, wait. Fine. Yeah, it's fine. 
it's way better in than my mine. dark basement. I've got the with your blurred background. Well, that's only for you. Everybody else can see, oh, see okay. my basement. Oh, okay. My fire. All right. Well, yeah, I've got got half of the the geek room here. Um, well, let's talk. Uh, let's talk some comics or comic related stuff. Oh boy. Uh, what have you been reading, watching, listening to, um, enjoying during uh, your your quarantine? Um, nothing. No, I uh, a lot of uh, uh, Ultimate Fighter. I've been watching a lot. <laughs> uh, no, I have been reading some comics. I'm trying to think of what I've, I've been reading. Um, uh, let's see here. I've just pulled up my iPad so I can look and see some of the stuff. Um, oh, I, well, before we get to that, I will. I do want to talk to you about something that I've been watching. Uh, Stumptown. Okay. Have you been watching Stumptown on ABC? Oh, yeah. Dude. I figured. I, yeah, I mean, come that on. That was a loaded question. That was. Yeah, um, come on. I, uh, I, I really enjoy it. I'm, I was surprised how much I enjoy it. Um, and uh, it's a good I, I love PI show. Yeah. 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 For those, that, it's based on a Greg Rucka, a couple of. Uh, series right limited series three i think there's yeah. three limited series yeah like I think. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, uh yeah matt uh hollingsworth the uh, artist i did he do he did one i, I think up. but i don't think he did all three okay i, don't I know remember. he's so, sorry yep. sorry for whoever the artists are we know you're touchy about that um <laughs> oh actually i have it here i could i can look it up right here wait a minute so we don't fuck anybody over there yeah, um, I believe that's Matt worth. Um, yeah, it's I, I I remember talking to uh, Mr. Rucka about that years ago. I, he's been he had Stumptown, uh, I think, as a as a, a a back burner project for a while. Something you know, he had he's like a lot of writers that he's got at 15 different ideas and projects you know, kind of in notebooks and whatnot. And, and he was just talking about his love of like just good PI shows. Like he, I mean, he said one of his favorite shows of all time is Magnum PI. And there's a <laughs> lot of Magnum PI in Stumptown. Sure. sure. Um, yeah. yeah, it's, I, I, uh, it's Matthew Southworth is the Matthew. That's not, what it is. Not Matthew. Sorry. Hollingsworth. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, I love, well, I think they, they cast it really well. I think Colby Smulders, who's the actress who plays um, the main character, uh, Dax, Dex, Dax, Dex, something like that. Dex. Yeah. Dex. Um, she's great. She's from uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. She was, or not Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. What the hell was she in? Yeah, Agent, right? Was she? Or, was she? I don't know what she, she was one of the agents. Colby, Colby, yeah, she was. Um, okay, was she an agent of Shield? She was an agent of Shield at, mm-hmm. in the movies, I think. Um, but she's great, and well, she is that character. No, um, am I wrong? She played Maria. What's her nuts? What? Um, <laughs> Maria, what's her nuts? I think the the yeah the the the, the right hand woman, the Shield agent that took over for her. Yeah. Yeah, Maria Hill. We're doing a great job of this uh, so far. Yeah, I know. I that's you're, yeah. you're on it. <laughs> yeah, she played Maria Hill. Yes, I think you're correct. Um, but she's awesome in this role. I think it's really uh, um, a fun role for her because the character, like many of Greg's really wonderfully written female characters, are not perfect. She's a very <laughs> flawed character. 
Um, and the strong, flawed female lead. Yeah, I mean, it's one of his. Yeah, a rock of it. It's yeah, big <laughs> shock. Um, but she plays it great. Uh, you know, she's uh, just a, a, a likable character, even when she's sort of being, you know, not her best. Um, but the supporting cast is really good too. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's I I really I've really enjoyed like one and a half seasons so far that I've kind of burned through, and I it's 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 sort of like my little guilty happy place I go sometimes at you know late at night when I'm just like oh what do I want to watch I don't really want to get into anything too serious oh yeah I'll turn on an episode of Stumptown and it kind of it'll always inevitably it'll make me smile and laugh and maybe even like uh, feel and some, feel some emotions. What were you going to say? And it's just it's it's a it's a it's a good, well-produced PI show, which is is nice. It's better than my wife's guilty pleasure, which is Below Deck. I don't know that. What is that? That sounds so like it a is a ship. It is, is it like Love Boat. It is. It's it's about the uh, it's about the the staff that run these charter yachts and the people on them. It's basically about horrible people treating other. Horrible people, horribly. It's yeah. It's kind of the worst. <laughs> Have you seen that terrible uh, HBO show um, Avenue Five? It's really good. Premise. I got through. Half, I I got through half an episode, yeah. and it's like I just I don't have the bandwidth to to try and like this right now. Maybe I'll come back to it. Nah, it's you don't need Laurie, to. Right? It's not. It's not very good. Yeah, it's Hugh Laurie. Uh, he plays like the captain of this um, interstellar cruise ship that. Mm-hmm runs into problems in space and is kind of fucked. And instead of like a two month journey, it's, it turns into like a six year journey. It's, it's, it's the three, it was a three hour tour. Yeah. It's like Gilgan's Island, but, uh, it's a, it's a giant space cruise ship. Um, and it, it has moments. Yeah. It has a great cast, but it's, I don't know. It's just not very good. It's just, it just doesn't work for whatever reason. It's just not, I don't know particularly good but what are you gonna do nothing not everything can be awesome nope nope it's whenever you see something that's awesome it makes it that much better when you're just like okay this is really good and you focus in and just enjoy it and we've talked about it i don't even know if we talked about it on the last episode um i've now watched probably three times uh once upon a time in hollywood and i just Every time I watch it, I get more out of it. I enjoy it more. It's oh, sells sells off. He's running. Oh, you got something. <laughs> it's that the vinyl. <laughs> nice. I love that movie. I love this movie. It's my well. Here, you have to hold it. Up. You have to hold it up in front of in front of you, wait, or it'll blur. Uh, yeah. Okay. There you go. Nice. Yeah. Um, double. Yeah, it's a double orange vinyl. It's like or ta- uh. they call it tangerine. It's like, of course uh, they do. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's, you know, Quentin Tarantino does, um, he's always, you know, put together phenomenal soundtracks for his films. Um, but yeah, this movie, I, I don't know why, like, I guess I understand, you know, not everybody loved this movie. Um, even Tarantino fans. Cause it's very, it's kind of a departure, I think for him to some degree. Um, but man, as far as like him showing off so good. his uh, complete repertoire of 
skills. I don't think, you know, anything comes close that he's done to this. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I love it. Yep. Yeah, I, I, each time I watch, it's one of those movies that it's like, okay, I'll turn it off whenever I get to a scene that I don't like. Right. And then you're like two hours later. Well, shit. Okay. I <laughs> guess I'll just, uh, I guess I'll just finish it, you know, because every scene in that movie was something that I, that I enjoyed. And, and it's like these different slices of a perfect pie. It's like each scene in that movie was, was complete, you know, unto itself and, and completely enjoyable, you know, from the, the, the acting scene with, uh, uh, Timothy Oliphant. I know that's one of your favorite scenes. Yeah. Uh, the the scene out on the ranch is is just movie making like at its finest the the tension that is built up in that oh, it's for sure. yeah and the brilliance of like not really ever showing Charles Manson you know what I mean like they show him in the in the in the two scenes that he's barely <laughs> Dewey in. Crow yeah, Dewey Crow Dewey Crow right but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, he's on like, screen for what fifteen seconds, right? And and I think that's such a brilliant um, thing because it's like nobody needs you know anyone that knows the story already knows everything you need to know about Charles Manson and any you know more than anyone needs yeah. to know about Charles Charles Manson. But um, yeah, it, it, there's so many things you could kind of go into on that film, um, uh, you know, and, and just his sort of revisionist history and, and sort of taking something which is dear to his heart, you know, that era of Hollywood. And, you know, people are interested in it. There's a great, he did a great interview. It was actually a two-part interview with a podcast. I wish I could remember the name of the podcast, but I can't. But I'm sure if you search for it, you'll find it. Mm -hmm. um, but he did this two-part interview with these guys uh, the only downside to the interview whatsoever is is they're very fanboyish, so <laughs> they don't do the best yeah. job of interviewing him. But it's Tarantino; you don't have to like do that much. You know, he'll just talk. But he goes just into, wind him up and let him go. Yeah. yeah, he goes into like you know why he made the movie and the idea of sort of um, retelling that piece of history and it's really interesting I'm, I'm not gonna you know go into it because it's not my story to tell but um it's really interesting sort of like his thought process of why he wanted to make the movie and and what it meant to him and that kind of thing and and he gets into a ton of different details about the film and and all sorts of other stuff too it's a great it's a great two-part interview um and you could tell like he enjoys talking to the guys because they are fans and and i think you know mm -hmm. if nothing else sure. quentin tarantino is a huge movie fan so I think he, you know, he kind of feels comfortable around <laughs> sure. those guys. But um, yeah, that, I, that movie was that movie. I felt like it was a love letter to a lot of different things. I mean, certainly Sharon Tate. It's sure. I mean, he had such a a love for for that actress. And I mean, it's basically his alternate reality. I don't want to spoilers. It's his alternate reality. If if Sharon Tate and 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 her friends, you know, survive. Uh, but it's also a love letter to, to 1969 L.A. And one of my favorite scenes was as the sun is setting on the night that would be the massacre in the Hollywood Hills. It's probably about 45 seconds of going to all of these different L.A. landmarks and the neon lights 
turning on. Yeah. And I'm sure the people that, that grew up in that area and have memories of a lot of those spots would be like, oh, that spot, or oh, that's my favorite hot dog was there, or, you know, that's where I would hang out on Friday nights with my friends. And I'm just all of those different neon lit landmarks as the sun is going down and the city is kind of coming to life for, for, for the night, um, which would be an infamous night. I, I love that scene. I thought that was just, just well, so I, well. I didn't really think about it until afterwards. And I, um, I went back and I was uh, rereading Helter Skelter um, mm-hmm. you know, kind of after I'd seen the movie and loved it so much that I was going to go, I knew I was going to go see it again. And again, I ended up seeing it three times at theaters, <laughs> almost four. I was pissed because right before Stupid the whole, coronavirus. yeah, I was I had tickets to go see the seventy millimeter print of it at the music box, and then they canceled that. So, but um, one of the really interesting things is like his, you know, the idea of if that event didn't happen, like what would have that have changed uh, in the seventies? Because that was like. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, that event sort of destroyed the any kind of hippie culture movement in yeah. California, you know, and, and kind mm-hmm. of in the country. You know, that that single event really tore, you know, you know, that sort of movement. Apart. Hippies weren't weren't, you know, love loving, docile you know, peace loving people anymore. They were fringe cultist weirdos can, you know, yeah, it, it, it destroyed, it destroyed hippie culture in one fell swoop, you know, for, and and for what it was talk about it. Like, you know, before that happened, you know, if you lived in that area, if you lived in California at that time, it was like, it, you know, and and you if you go back to the book, there's some interesting parts of the book, Helter Skelter, where like, you know, the reason Manson went to that house was because he used to hang out with a guy that lived there that that lived in the yeah. back. But you know, and it was it was a very common thing to like just sort of crash at someone's house, and it you know it was like you people didn't lock their doors, and if someone just like showed up at your house, even if you didn't really know him that well, like it was just sort of that culture, it was such a free sort of open society culture that it was very common. And then, you know, obviously after that, that not so much, that was gone. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's, yeah. it's interesting to like, think what would, how would the world be different if that mm-hmm. single event didn't happen? If that didn't well, take the, over, you know? Yeah. And even within, within the movie itself, you saw Rick Dalton recaptures his, his, um, he gets his he gets his groove back, you know. He recaptures his confidence, and then this crazy event happens, and now he's friends with the with the wife of at the time probably the most influential director in Hollywood. Right. So even within the within that movie, and I think that's where you know it pans out, and it leaves you with well, now Rick is going to be a huge star because you know that's that's where this path is, has led him, even though Cliff did all the hard work. Well, it's also a statement. I mean, <laughs> and the dog, well, the Cliff, dog was the goddamn hero. Cliff, Cliff carried the water. Um, but it's a, you know, if you look at it a little deeper, it's a statement. I mean, Rick is, you know, that 1950s idealism, you know, uh, mm-hmm. kind of conservative idealism 
um, clashing with the 1960s free love, sex, drugs movement. Hippie. Goddamn hippies. Right. I mean, that's I mean, that's that story right there is like he he's a man who is is watching him be passed his generation being passed by and, and taken over by a new generation. He doesn't understand. He doesn't know how to deal with that. And he's trying to hold on to that. And that's, you know, that talks, I mean, that's speaking to something much larger than, uh, than just Rick Dalton or any one actor, you know what I mean? So then like, it's sort of at the end when he has figured out how to be relevant and still, you know, and how to change, how to evolve, because that's that's what he did. You know what I mean? Like he was able to evolve as an actor. And then, like you said, you see him at the end and it's like, well, where do they go from there? And and is it a different type of world as opposed to like you, you know, everyone pulling back? And and maybe we were then in the 70s. I don't know. I don't I don't think things became stagnant necessarily. Not until the 80s, but. <laughs> I think you just you see a sort of a statement yeah. on like how are things would things be different if if that hadn't happened? But yeah, yeah. I, that one really, that one event, and it, I still think it's a fucking shame that Leonardo DiCaprio did not win an Academy Award for that scene alone with, with uh, in the in the you know. The, the yeah, I still feel like I Brad love, Pitt owns that movie though. Brad Pitt's great, but man, I'm telling you that one scene where he goes from sort of you know the bumbling actor to, yeah. to falling apart because he fucked up his line that there aren't very many actors i don't think that could have pulled that off as well as he yeah. did i mean it's he so good it. he killed it and and then i one of the funniest lines in a fucking movie i still think is when he gets pissed off at himself and he's yelling <laughs> at himself in the trailer and throwing shit around. He's like nine fucking tequila sunrises. He just doesn't like, it's like you couldn't just have one. You had to have nine. He's yelling at Goddamn whiskey sours. Or whiskey sours. And he's that's, like, that's yeah. it. That's it. I'm not drinking. I'm not drinking. No more. Nine like, fucking whiskey sours. Later, he picks, picks up the flask and takes a drink. He's like, Oh, God damn. Yeah. Throws so, trailer window. Yeah. It was fantastic. Awesome. Um, I'm going to switch gears on us real quick, okay. and it's a real quick plug. Oh, wow. Um, it is it is uh, not comics, but uh, very much comic-related. Uh, while we are all uh, quarantining and, and social distancing, uh, a lot of people playing board games, a lot of people – um, uh, both online and at home. Uh, this this board game will not be uh, shipped until probably early next year, but uh, but the Kickstarter on it is coming up, and I wanted to uh, to definitely throw a plug at it. It's the Mind Management uh, board game, the Psychic Espionage game. Uh, you've read? Have you read Mind Management? Um. No. Let, let me grab. I, I know of it, but I did not read it. You would really like it. Um, I always say that. You would. You would like. You like math stuff. You, you like math. I like. You know how I like. Away. Oh God. <laughs> so this is um, volume one of Mind Management by uh, by Matt Kent. Um, 
who we've I think we've I have that, but I haven't I haven't ever read it. It's it is it's it's awesome. It's a great story. Um, I think it was five volumes, five of the deluxe volumes. Um, neat story uh, about uh, basically think secret agents with with psychic powers and shadow organizations out to to kill them and take them out and big conspiracies and all that uh, with the beautiful Matt Kent art uh, all along the way. But there is a, um, a board game on Kickstarter. Uh, Matt does all of the art. Um, it is... Oh, I'm not even going to say who designs it because I'll get their names wrong. But uh, just go to Kickstarter, uh, check out the Mind Management uh, board game, and I think there's a day as of April or as of March 31st. I think there's maybe two days left. My chiropractor has told me that I tilt my head to the right. I just I keep noticing now as I stare into my own eyes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I don't know what. We we definitely do have faces for radio, so I apologize to everyone out there. For yeah. There's subject- a poll on the Facebook page: uh, Who's uglier, me or you? So we'll see what oh. people think. Oh, I've, I know how that's. Or if we're both disgust people, that was the third answer. So probably that. Uh, yeah. So there we go. Some movie talks. Some. Uh, um, oh, Mark Robbie. You got to talk about Margot Robbie, and we had texted yesterday. Um, who oh, played that uh, terrible Aaron fucking Tate. movie? What? Birds of Prey? Oh, <laughs> it's 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 half of a really good movie. Mm, no, it's I bad. Really like, it's I really like the first. I really like them. But she's great. She's great as Harley. And she's great Sharon Tate. So we'll shout um, out to uh, Bobby. Yeah, I didn't care. Oh, I later. But, yeah, but you you kind of got to love the, the Harley character. I mean, she's really good as Harley. I think she was really good as Harley in Suicide Squad, and then they fucking made her a kind of joke in this movie. But yeah, okay. I don't know. I was gonna say <laughs> clown, but I think that was a little too much on the. Too... That's kind of the point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, what have you been reading, you big jerk? Oh, sorry. Jeez. Uh, I don't know. What am I reading? I've been reading, um, as usual, <laughs> the Immortal Hulk. My favorite comic book on the stands. Um, <laughs> it's like the only thing I read on a consistent basis. But I, I'm is it still good? Yeah, it's fantastic. It's I love that book. It's uh, it's okay. so weird and bizarre, uh, but it, I I haven't enjoyed a Hulk story th- this much since like Joe Fix It or something. I, it, it, or Planet Hulk. Wow, Planet Hulk, obviously. Planet very Hulk, very good. Yeah. Um, but I really, really like it. It's, I mean, if you're a, like a diehard Hulk fan, you may not enjoy it. Um, but if you can kind of let go of any preconceived notions of what the Hulk is and just sort of go with it, it's, it's a really, um, I, you know, it's funny. I remember back when the whole, um, uh, what was that thing Marvel did? It was like it was kind of an event, but it was like they did a, it was for their hundred years. I think it was like a hundred stories. And then I remember people complaining because it was what it was like their hundred year anniversary Mm -hmm. anniversary. I guess it wouldn't have been a hundred year, right? Be 75 75 years. So it was like, I think it was for that. And they were doing like 75 stories or something. Mm -hmm. Um, And 
people were complaining because like Al Ewing apparently was writing too many. People didn't, you know, they wanted more diversity and of course and everything. So they were, they were like complaining, like, why is this guy writing so many stories? And then I read Immortal Hulk. I'm like, well, because he's really fucking good. Like he's a really because he's good. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's yeah. really yeah. good writer. I mean, he's uh, I don't know where the hell he came from. I I never heard of the guy. Uh, he has a cla- he has a name like Al Ewing. Al, I don't even know if I'm saying it right. Ewing Ewing. It's E W I N G. So I'm assuming it's um, okay. Ewing Ewing Ewing. That name seems like he's from the 1950s. Doesn't it sound like like <laughs> Al Ewing? It does. He was yes. writing. He was doing like. Uh, golden age fucking comics or something, but he's really good writer. Um, so yeah, I'm still reading that. Um, I love the first volume. Got to circle back around to it. Uh, I've been reading the new mutants, the new, um, the series, new, new, Mut- the new, new, okay. new mutants. Um, well, I've been reading half of it because, <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> let me explain. Hold on. Give me a second. Um, it like, and I, I kind of like the idea that it does this, but, so there's two groups of new mutants. One of them, okay. at least as the book opens, one of them goes off into space and one of them is back home. Um, and so okay. the book kind of flips back and forth. It, it, it does like three or four issues of the one group and then three or four issues. Or actually, I think it less than that. I think it goes issue by issue. So I'm only, but I only really like the one that's in space because I really like okay. the art. It kind of has a Bill Sienkiewicz mm-hmm. um, feel to it. Uh, and nice. one, the one at home, I don't really care so much. And the one in the, the, the group in space is the original new mutants. So it's Bobby and Danny and uh, cannibal. And, yeah, yeah. And, and, and they go off with the star jammers to actually rain. go. Yeah. And rain. Oh, sweet. Yeah. They go off with the star jammers oh. into space. Fucking the original new mutants and star jammers. Yeah, exactly. And, and it has like a, a, a Bill Sienkiewicz feel look to it. Like the art. Oh, nice. Um, so uh, um, they go off into space to rescue, or not rescue, but to bring uh, Cannonball home. To Sam. For Coe. Okay. Um, I don't know if you are up to date at all on like the whole X Men universe. I need. I need to. I'm. It's definitely. The, I'm the, halfway through the House of M. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Hardcover. So that's really good, don't you think? I I, I really enjoyed that. Um, I. Right now, I I love the at this point I love the Moria McTaggart story. I thought it was yeah. one of the neatest little spins on on X Men lore that I had read and on. And I haven't read the X Men in a long time, so I'm just kind of savoring it. That's when I pick up, you You're know, marinating in it. I'm marinating in the uh, in the House of X and you know all that stuff. So yeah, I don't figure there's a there's a big rush. So yeah, Hickman. It's still I I run really hot and cold with him. Um, oh, me too. Absolutely, I'm I'm more cold than I am hot. And um, like East to West, one of the best comics I've ever really read. I gotta go back. I and love read East that. to West. I, I started I it, but I I got so, so confused good. with it. Yeah, that I put it down. I gotta go back and uh, and that's my biggest problem with Hickman. I think he's too smart for me. Like I don't. Sometimes you know what I mean. My like biggest problem. My problem is that he is that um, he'll tell and not show. There'll be, yeah, 
I think it cardinal sin. It sounds clever sometimes, but I think there's huge events that'll be like you know. And yesterday there was a gigantic battle with you know so and so and blah blah blah, and that's what happened. And it's like, well, I I would have wanted to see that. That sounds cool. Yeah, it is a problem <laughs> with all of his books. It, it, he tends to have like these big, uh, you know, uh, written pieces where he has to explain this crazy world that he's invented for these characters to be in. And I, and I think sometimes it's like a detriment. Like I don't necessarily want to delve into the whole history of this universe that you're telling the story. Mm -hmm. Just tell me the fucking story. You know, I don't even know if it's necessary sometimes to really do that. You know, even with like house of M, you know, the, the whole code thing, I'm like, listen, I'm not learning like code breaking skills to read your fucking comic book. I'm sorry. (laughs) Just tell me a count, you know, like just tell me an X-Men story. I don't, I don't need to fucking learn a new language just so I can. It's like, you know, is there going to be a quiz on Friday? Yeah. It's, it's, I'm (laughs) too fucking lazy, man. I mean, I appreciate the effort that he puts into shit because it's amazing sometimes. The the kind of thing we are, we are old. (laughs) Whenever I, whenever I, whenever I lay down, and I'm reading a comic in the back of my mind. It's like, all right, you have exactly 26 minutes. I'm like, that's okay. Am I reading an X-Men comic or, or am I trying to find the Zodiac killer? Like what am I doing here? Exactly. Code breaking. Am I, am I hunting Nazis with this fucking comic book? Uh, you know, just give me an X-Men story, you know, let Wolverine slash somebody and fucking eye beams and some weather. But, but, shit. The, but there's, there's stuff that he has written that I absolutely adore. And, you know, it's, but yeah, it's, it's, it's hard for me to, to binge, um, Hickman books, if that makes any sense. Um, yeah. For the reasons. Yeah. It's like, that's why I read them in, in chunks. Um, speaking of chunks, did you pick up this little guy? Um, this is the, the uh, is that? it's the Robin 80th anniversary, hundred page, super spectacular. Oh, uh, fancy. It's in, it's in the, um, because I'm old, sometimes you I are. just want a, a, a small chunk of story. Um, I've been loving these hundred page giants. Have you gotten any of these? Um, I have read a few of them um they're (laughs) it's perfect bathroom reading you know is how i would describe a lot of it um but the the robin one that just came out it has uh, a story for each robin starting with dick grayson and going all the way to to damien and that's cool and and every Robin in between with kind of like a, a story that really kind of def- helps define that, that character. I mean, the Jason Todd one is a, is a, is a red hood story. There's actually a couple different uh, Dick Grayson stories because they do um, the, what is it? Agent 37. Is that what he, is that was his moniker was whenever he was the, I on remember. Oh, Tim and Tom's run. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's got him as the secret agent. So there's a, there's a Robin story a Nightwing story. And then a agent 37 story with, uh, with Dick Grayson. And then you've, 
you get Tim Drake and yeah, it's Jason Todd. Uh, who was, um, uh, Oh, the gal who was spoiler. What was her name? Um, uh, Stephanie Brown. yeah, so Stephanie Brown stories, but yeah, and they're all different. Um, arts, different storytelling is, is obviously quick. They're all like eight page, um, little mini stories, um, worth the 10 bucks. I really enjoyed it. Cool. I'm trying to, uh, sorry if I'm a little distracted. I'm, uh, I'm trying to figure out. I, someone on the um, video chat just said they're having a hard time hearing us. And I think maybe I f- oh. fucked up the sound or something. <laughs> like we're not actually, uh, <laughs> nobody, they can see us. So all they, they just can do is watch. That is, that's, that is the like sixth ring of hell right there. Right. Right. Who the fuck? Nobody wants to watch us, but uh, yeah, I'm trying to figure it Why out as do- we, um, uh, as we speak. So if you can, if you can fill, if you can fill in as I, as I sit here and try and figure this out. <laughs> okay. I'll go on to uh one. I'm kind of blowing my wand here, but uh, uh, next thing that I picked up in the last month was the David Bowie Stardust Ray Guns and Moon Age Daydreams. Uh, it oh, is the, isn't it beautiful? Uh, it, it is beautiful. Um, the one problem I had with it is it's just so like um, straightforward of a story. You know what I mean? Like, isn't it beautiful? It is. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is beautiful, Chris. I, I agree. It, just... <laughs> it is beautiful. Um, yeah. But it's yeah, like, I mean, there's, yeah, this is not this is not Hickman writing on this one. It's no. there's yeah, this is this is a very straightforward biography of David Bowie with absolutely beautiful all red art. Sorry, I'm still trying to figure out our sound. I don't think we're getting any sound. <laughs> into, That's into our, uh, <laughs> audio input capture. Let's try this. That was my uh, that was my uh, my white whale art wise is that I always wanted a, a Mike Allred piece of original art and by the time I was getting around to it the original art market got a little crazy and Mike Allred stuff's really expensive and I'm not going to do that ah yeah well you know that's mm-hmm. uh, oh yeah, I think we got sound now just so you know yeah sound yeah I believe so. Yep, I think we have some. We'll, we'll find out. Anyway, sorry. Okay. Didn't, uh, didn't I, look, to... I look old and angry on this thing. Well, you are. No. We're both old uh, and angry. Well, I've eh, always been angry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could be. Uh, but yeah, the yeah the Bowie book is really it's if you're a Bowie fan, get it. Obviously, if you're a Mike Allred fan, get it. Obviously, um, nice to look at. It was very nice to look at. It's beautiful. I mm-hmm. mean, obviously, um, you know, he's awesome. And, uh, and we're all awesome as well. Doesn't his, um, is his kid now doing stuff too? On that book? Uh, did it, uh, did he have a, did, I thought there was like a, um, something. Steve Horton. Lettering? Was uh, he doing lettering? We, 
Oh, let me see here. Uh, oh, Han Allred uh, did color assists. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So you know what Is a color just... assist would be? That would be a flatter. Oh, <laughs> how could you? How could you be so? Crazy? He's flattened. That's a flatter. Uh, All right. I'm sorry. I'm still trying to uh, fix Do this. Do I have to talk about another 100-page giant? No. Yeah, if you want. I mean, I don't really have anything else. I'm trying to think of anything else that I'm reading. Um, have you been reading uh, Jimmy Olsen still? I know we both talked about that a while back. I've got a, I've, I have them stacked up. Oh, I've yeah. got a big meaty pile of Jimmy Olsen to read. And um, if only I had to stay in my house for like six weeks, I could probably get to them. <laughs> yeah. If only, if only, if uh, only, but yeah, are you reading it? Um, I, yeah, I'm, I'm probably back. I'm probably like three around three back, but um, mm -hmm. that's what fucking Matt fraction should be writing. Because oh, he's sure. it's really good at that. Yeah, it's yeah. the smart alecky kind of funny, you know, not too serious. Yep, yep. That's it's Fraction doing what Fraction does really well. What do you think and, of um, and, Diamond basically closing its doors? It's just not to switch gears to. Uh, yeah, I don't want to get in too much um, like disease talk or, or business talk. Disease um, talk. This disease is, talk. You're listening to disease <laughs> talk. It's our new podcast. Um, All right, it would, it would, it would, it would run up the charts. Um, I think it's going to be really hard for a lot of retailers to bounce back from this. I think there's going to be, there's going to be a lot of shops that I think there were a lot of shops that were kind of hanging on just because almost out of habit. And I think this will be the thing that, that kind of pushes them over the edge. Right. Um, I think the good shops will will stick around. It's like I don't worry about a shop like Challengers in Chicago or even Dark Tower. You know, Graham Crackers is still going to be around. Everybody's everybody knows like it's like Midtown Comics is not going to close up shop. Um, but I think it's going to be a lot of those fringe stores that the ones that cater to Marvel and DC. And we've all been into those shops that that that's what they that's what they sell. I think they're going to have a real hard time bouncing back from this. Um, I know there's been rumors out there that Diamond may actually be up for sale. Um, so maybe maybe. Maybe in the long term, maybe it's a good thing. I mean, we've already we've always talked about the 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 single distributor model for the specialty comics market as not being real healthy, and so maybe this is what finally changes that. Um, you know, even though I mean, we as as you know, we'll just you know say it the the traditional comic book fan that that grew up going to the local comic book shop, we kind of miss the other world of comics that's going on right now, which, you know, there are a lot of comics that, that we don't read that are being sold out there. So I think comics, when we wrap it up, comics will be fine. Okay. Comics. There's always going to be comic books. I think that the, the niche specialty comic retailer is going to have a real hard time coming back from this. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. I, I don't know what's going to happen with diamond necessarily 
Um, but it, it's yeah. it, it, it does open maybe an opportunity. If I if I had any money, I would uh, I would go out there and maybe start up a comic book distributor. Yeah, it'd be a good time. Yeah, it'd be a good time to yeah. do that if that was possible. But um, yeah, I, I would think something. the only way that you would maybe lose money quicker would be like buying a racehorse. <laughs> well, my fear is that <laughs> you know, like, do, does Marvel and DC do they sort of um, uh, do they figure out that they don't um, they don't that they're not each other's stuff? competition? No, that they're not that they don't need. <laughs> Um, uh, mm. brick and mortar. Yeah, brick and mortar anymore. You know, is that is that? Um, I don't know. It, it, it's a weird uh, thing, but that would be sort of a, a scary idea. Um, if if they figured that out, <laughs> you know, that for a lot of stores, and we've talked yeah. about that um, before, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's scary because it just changes the culture. I mean, this this you know this show, you know, whenever it was, whenever we were really running with it, you know, it was at its best when we were recording in a comic shop with right. comic book fans and creators, and that that culture for us anyway in our generation is really important. The the go to the comic shop and talk to the friends that you make at the shop whenever you pick up your new books that's a it's a big part of the culture for us that doesn't mean that that culture can't or won't change and be something right. be something else like i said comics will be fine there will always be comics out there in one way or another as long as people still want to graphically tell stories so comics will change and evolve and and be whatever they're going to be. Um, you know, it's like when tower records, um, went bankrupt. Did that mean that there wasn't music anymore? You know, when the, the no, it the just changed died, the industry. The day the music died. <laughs> so, but you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Comics in some form or another will always be there. It's just, you know, what is this? What are the repercussions from this? But I mean, we can say that about, Every industry, right? <laughs> I mean, who knows? there's going to be a lot of niche um, um, markets out there that are going to be, you know, God, it, what is this going to do to, you know, you know, pick, I was going to say micro brews, but I think the, I think most of the alcohol producers are going to be doing okay through this. <laughs> it's an essential. It is an essential uh, <laughs> it is. alcohol. Yeah, yeah. They underline they underline that here in Wisconsin. <laughs> no liquor stores open, <laughs> open. Well, time. that was I, I, oh, I, oh curbside pickup, curbside pickup. <laughs> I got a uh, like a, a text, you know, alert from my local government, and it was about their sort of quarantine uh, things that they were putting into effect, and it was essentially all it was was that liquor stores could deliver now. <laughs> that was like the only thing in it. I'm like, that's your, that's your plan. That's the only plan you have, uh, you know, village. It's an important 
plan. It's an important Listen, part. I'm not saying it's not an important that piece. that and get your absentee ballot figured out. So I had to, this was the last day to register for absentee voting in in Wisconsin. So I made sure to to do that and go to the liquor store. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, yeah, it's gonna it's 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 weird. It's definitely yeah, weird. It is. But you know, it's it's. I don't want to keep sounding like the the old stodgy guy, but we've been through this before. You and I have been through this twice. Um, we went through we went through nine eleven. The Spanish and we, flu. In well, you went through the Spanish flu. The I was born a couple years later, uh, <laughs> but no, we've been, we've dude, we've been through nine eleven, and we went through the the two thousand seven two thousand eight financial crisis. They're all different, but we've been through this kind of crap before and we'll work our way through it and things will be, I mean, there will be a before coronavirus and after coronavirus, you know, for a lot of people, but it's, it's, you know, a lot of people say they want to live in, in in interesting times until (laughs) it gets interesting. Okay. Really fucking interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. yeah, it's it's definitely interesting. I don't know. I have no idea. I've been reading a, a trilogy of books. Um, it's the Ken Follett uh, Century trilogy, and it starts a couple like a year before World War One. And the first first book is is basically right before World War One to probably two years after World War One. Uh, then the second book is like nineteen thirty three to nineteen. Uh, 50, 1951. And then so I, library's fucking closed, so I can't go get the third one right now. But, um, Hoopla. yeah, I, I, I need, I was going to get the audiobook, but, um, they have them on Hoopla. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but reading through this, it's like, yeah, things, things are, are weird and awful. Um, until you start reading about like, Germany in like 19, you know, 31. And then it's like, oh, okay. Or, you know, Russia during the Bolshevik revolution, it's humanity has gone through worse than this. We'll be fine. Well, let's be honest. We need to get rid of some old people anyway. I mean, it's it's a tough choice, (laughs) but our economy has to grow. And, uh, you know, if we have to sacrifice grandma and grandpa, throw them into the old... Don't let don't let the cure be worse than the disease. I, uh, yeah, we can't. We can't. Asshole. <laughs> you know what though? There is some. I mean, reality check. There is some truth to that. I mean, at some point, Ouch. it's like, well, do we just let the entire country collapse because no one's going to work? Uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah, know. and that makes sense until it's like, yeah, until it's like your mom and dad, you know. So well, mine's yeah. gone already, so I don't have to worry about that. I don't have any grandparents or parents, so uh, you. You people enjoying your parents and grandparents, I uh, I feel bad for you, but uh, you know, <laughs> sorry, uh, I need my four hundred one k to bounce back, motherfuckers. Yeah, just be lucky that you're not that you know, or that you are pretty far away from retirement. You'll be fine. Um, speaking of retirement, yes. By the way, I think you our the audio show? is finally fifty three minutes in. I oh. think our audio is finally working correctly now on the, on oh, the nice. live stream. <laughs> So can you, you hear us? Can you hear us? 
Watson, can you hear me? I, I don't know if anyone's watching uh, other than you. I think you and I are the only we're watching yeah, ourselves. Two two people. Um and oh Brent's going over. Hey Brent. Um Is he there? <laughs> have you I'm I'm holding uh, up the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, The Tempest, which is the um uh, the fourth and final volume of the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen by uh, Alan Moore and Kevin O'Neill. Yes. Uh, and Todd Klein. Have you read this yet? Yes, I have, actually. I have not. Don't spoil it. Oh, I don't. <laughs> no, did, uh, but I will ask, um, is it everything that I need it to be? Uh, well, that's a that's a difficult answer um, for, for me. I don't know what you need was it was it a good way to was it a good way for them to not i mean not only wrap up league but to according to them wrap up their careers um i would say it is not sufficient for me for alan moore to to end his career on no uh it was good and i think it's a good ending uh well yes it's a good ending to the league because it left me wanting more league, but yeah. um, I don't know if it's necessarily, you know, the magnum opus that I would want them to end on. Uh, but it's very good. I mean, it's you know, all the league stuff is very good. Those guys are in such a rhythm at this point that it's you know, it's a kind of a joy to read anything that they put out. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know. <laughs> I can't, I can't answer that question really uh, in that context, just because I'll never one, I'll never believe that Alan Moore is going to stop writing comics because he's, yeah, uh, I know. <laughs> and two, I hope he doesn't. I hope that's this. Oh, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Please. Yeah. Please lie. Yeah. Lie to me, Alan. Lie, lie, lie to me. Make me feel better. Lie to me. <laughs> uh, but I'm looking forward to that. That's um, I think that's probably going to be one of the one of the weekend. Well, I was going to say it's a week, a weekend read. But what's a weekend anymore? Right. It's all one long vacation. Permanent vacation, baby. We're all yeah. All like, I, you know, my, when my dad when my dad retired, it's like, so, dad, how you like in retirement? He says, son, every day is Saturday. Every that sounds that sounds delightful. That sounds great if it's sunny and you can go outside and do stuff. But you know when you're locked in your house, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, working thirty-eight degrees and raining today. Yeah, it wasn't love Milwaukee in springtime. It was uh, not pleasant. No baseball. We got no baseball to watch. We got, mm. uh, You've been going back and watching like old baseball games, and I feel bad for you. I mean, the Cardinals were going to be good this year. Will be good this year. Um, I was probably as excited about the White Sox as I was about the Cardinals. I'm really looking forward to watching that team play. Yeah, they should. I mean, I still don't think they have enough pitching, but, you know, when do you ever have enough pitching, right? They're getting close. They're getting close, they're getting close they're getting and they're going to mash the yep. ball. But, yeah, who knows? When are we even going to have – are we going to have uh, – July 1? That's my, that's my hope. It's my hope. It's my dream. This is such a weird – Everything's Isn't so it? weird. Oh, Bucks fans are pissed. <laughs> Bucks fans are pissed because it ain't gonna happen. And they were they were the team. They were the team this year. My son's favorite player. Oh, Giannis. Yeah, it's his favorite player. He's a bad man. He is. He is. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's actually a very likable player as well. Uh, he's Gleek. 
He is kind of, yes. Kind of Greek? Kind of Greek. Yeah. It's we'll all, say, yeah, sure. It's all Greek sure. to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's been that's been. I've been going back and watching some uh, watching some old games. May have may have watched uh, a little bit of the 2006 2011 World Series this week. Maybe just a little bit. <laughs> they did. Uh, uh, Mark Burley's birthday was the other day, and they were showing. No, oh, the perfect game. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Every I was at that game. I know you were. Yeah, I wasn't at that game. At that game. I know. I wasn't. Yeah. yeah. I was at that game. I should have been. <laughs> Why didn't you go to that? Um, my wife and children were coming home from Florida that day, and I had to pick them up. From oh, Florida. that's right. I was right. literally driving back from O'Hare, listening to the – it was probably the sixth, seventh inning, mm-hmm. uh, and then I got home just in time to watch the ninth inning. Oh, and the Jermaine Dye's catch. Yeah. No. Uh, is that Jermaine yeah. Dye? No, 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 no. Is it Dye? Uh, no. What was his name? Uh, the center fielder. They had just switched him in, in the uh, top. Uh, yeah, in the top of the ninth. There, they switched him in. What the hell was his name? He was a bench player guy, and he made that wise. Yeah. Uh, uh, d- oh, Dwayne Wise. Dwayne Wise. That was he made yep. that center field catch. That unbelievable catch to save yep. the game. Save Great the game. No hitter. Yeah. 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 Terrific yep. stuff. I was, on, I was on the third baseline, lowest level. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and, and how much did you get for the ticket for the ticket that I didn't take? How much did you sell it for? Oh, half face value, I think. You son of a well, I mean, you didn't walk up. It was like a Tuesday afternoon. <laughs> you know, it's just like you know, nobody knew. You know. Was it? I thought it was a I weekend. Could. I thought it was a Saturday game. No, no, it was no because uh, no, we I left. Uh, picking up your 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 oh, family, so. Florida, yeah. Because I left work to go. It's like screw that. God damn it. <laughs> oh well, I'm sure I'll get another chance to see my favorite player throw a perfect game again someday, right? In my lifetime, that'll that'll happen. No. Sure. Hey man, it's anything possible. It's on video. It's on video. <laughs> you're saying there's a chance. That's so you're saying I got a chance. We watched that the other night too. Uh, all right, so I gotta say because we're gonna record again this week. Are we Brave gonna... Souls, yes, all I think right. Thursday, yes. Uh, sure, we can do that. That's the. That's, I mean, maybe we're gonna be that we have joined a... by Mr. Caters. We do have the um, uh, the audio kind of figured out, so. So will this go? This this is because I have no idea what's going on. Uh, will this go out as an audio show as well, or is this just? Uh, vi- yes, I have re- I have recorded it as an audio. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we have all the audio from the very beginning, not just the um, the half the video only video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you change something on your end on audio? No. Now I'm not getting what? your audio for some reason. What the fuck? This is so weird. Hello. Yep. I don't know. I don't. I don't know anymore. I don't know anymore, Chris. Nothing seems to work. I don't know. Um, it's okay. It's good. 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 Dry run. <laughs> yeah. Terrific. We're uh, uh, with Solar Round Comics. 
It was very much so. Fucked up and uh, yeah, not quite, not quite there. I mean, we've only been doing podcasts for you know it. forever. Um, Fourteen years. <laughs> oh, is that that long, really? Jesus. Yeah, like two thousand six, dude. I mean, there was a long gap there, so it's like four years off. So what the fuck? Yeah, now all of a sudden I'm not getting your audio. I mean, I can hear you, but I'm not mm-hmm. getting the audio in the video stream. I don't know what's. I do not change anything. That's so weird. Well, <laughs> whatever. Nope. We try. Right. We try. We have the audio. So yeah, we have the audio. I'll release that as a podcast, as a regular audio podcast, and uh, we can go from there. And then yeah, I don't okay. know if you want to try and get together again this week and. Yeah, I think we're Thursday night. Thursday night with Tom. Uh, that works for me. Yeah, you have homework to do. <laughs> yes, I do. I have. To. I have to read a book. You have, we have a book of the season. I'll call it um, Little Bird. Of the yeah. It's, when did we? When was the last time we talked? I think it's five fucking issues. Read it. Oh, uh, I, I, I think we talked about it in December that we were going to talk about it in January. Oh, or maybe you. Well, we can talk about this then. But there is. I did start reading a couple of things um, <laughs> over the the past week. I read the first volume of Why the Last Man. I thought that was oh good. I thought I was thinking about that. I was like, <laughs> what book should I reread? I'm just like, oh, Why the Last Man would be a really good one right now. And then I, I reread volume one of uh, Walking Dead. But I, okay, I, your apocalypse on? Yeah, I'll tell you what the apocalypse or the apocalypse, the Walking Dead just didn't uh, do it for me anymore. I just uh, yeah. Why the Last Man was still very good. It held up. I. I didn't remember much of it anymore. So it was like reading it for the first time again. You know, we've talked about that or getting old syndrome just allows you to reread shit. And you know, it, it was like, hey, I never read it. Me. Yep. But, no, I, I need to, that's that may be the last comic that made me fucking cry. Why the last man? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those last two, those last like three issues were, I was just like, motherfuckers, why are you, God damn you making me cry, Brian K. Vaughn. Have you um, uh, read uh, Paper uh, Paper Girls? So I'm waiting for the third deluxe edition to come out. So I, I, I picked up the first trade. And I was like, this is really good. And at that point, the two deluxe editions were already out. I'm like, you know, this is something I, I love Cliff Chang's art. And it's like, that's one that I'll read in the deluxe hardcovers. I still haven't seen a release date for the third deluxe hardcover. Oh, okay. Series, the series has been wrapped up for, what, four or five months now? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, so I loved it. But I have not read the last, what, however many, 12 issues or whatever it is. Okay. Well, we can talk about I'm going to cry like a little girl, aren't I? Probably, probably. Yeah. Good yep. stuff. Good stuff. Okay. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Um, uh, Once again, if you want to contact the show, you can do so by emailing us at info at aroundcomics.com. Correct? Yes. Uh, We're on the Twitters and the the Facebooks and the the Instagrams. And are we on TikTok yet? No. No, we are not. (laughs) We will never be on TikTok. 
Unless uh, <laughs> my son joins us, and maybe then he'll he'll, he'll put us on TikTok. Uh, yeah, so we would love to to hear from you, hear how you're doing through uh, through the COVID nineteen uh, stay at home and quarantines and all that. Let us know what you've been reading. Let us know what you've been rereading. Uh, we'd love to uh, love to hear about it. And um, everyone, stay safe out there. Um, observe your social distancing, all of that good stuff. Stay healthy, stay happy, and uh, we'll be back again in what probably a week or so probably release this uh in the meantime in between time we'll be everywhere in and around, and around. comics, comics. Ah.